0: Welcome to your weekly dose of wrestling, brought to you by
1: Austin Outcast and Petey Savage. On this podcast, you'll get
0: inside the minds of two lifelong wrestling fans and watch them tear each other apart, piece by piece, as they give their thoughts on all things wrestling. Sit back, hold on to your seat, and get ready to step inside the ring with the Savage One and the Outcast. This is Wrestling With The Mic.
1: What's going on guys, and welcome to another episode of Wrestling With The Mic. I am your host, Austin Outcast, and alongside of me is my co-host, the savage one, P.D. Savage.
0: Oh, you are absolutely right. It's me. It's me. It is Savage PT. How's it going, brother? Oh, it's fantastic here at the Dog Pound.
1: We thank you all for tuning back in. We got another great episode in store for you guys. So, with that being said, let's go ahead and get this thing rolling. What do you say, brother?
0: Let's do this thing.
1: All right, guys. Well, we're basically what we're going to do here is we're just going to start off. We're going to touch base with what we got going on this week in WWE. We've got uh, two pay-per-views, I believe, that are coming up this weekend. Isn't that correct?
0: That is completely correct. Usually you are wrong, but since I already told you about this, you're right this time. Thanks to my information.
1: Well, I appreciate you, brother. Let's see what we got here. We Right now, first thing we got is Saturday, which is going to be January the 25th. It is going to be Worlds Collide 2020. It's going to be NXT versus NXT UK. I'm kind of. Right, wait, wait,
0: wait. Hold on, hold on. Let me cut you off for one second, brother. Before we jump into this NHT versus NHT UK thing,
1: you can't steal my line.
0: First, I can steal whatever I want because I am the co-host and you are the co-host. We are co-hosting together, so I can steal whatever I want to steal until you trademark it. Look, bro, look bro, it up. Look here, bro. Anyway, anyway, know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. So before we get it started, I just want to remind all the listeners out there that if you're enjoying the pod, like our Facebook page, like our Instagram, hell, follow us on the Tweet Machine.
1: It's Twitter Machine.
0: Tweet, twit, twat, I don't care. And then, go to your Spotify, go to Apple Podcast. subscribe to us. Go to Apple.
1: Leave us a five-star review. Five-star. Five-star.
0: Five-star. Now, can you dig that, sucker? So, leave us that review. Tell your friends. Tell everyone that you like. Hell, tell people you don't like. Tell everybody about wrestling with the mic. We got... Oh. Interviews lined up. You don't want to miss one of our shows, and I can guarantee you that, player.
1: Holla, holla, holla. Now, guys, we got a lot in store for you this year, so we're going to get back to the Worlds Collide 2020. But, guys, stay with us. Keep following us. We're getting better every week, and uh, we always love to hear back from you guys. It's always an honor and a pleasure to get you guys' feedback, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It doesn't matter. We do appreciate you guys. More than you know, and the reviews are really what helps us better each and every episode. But with that being said, back to Worlds Collide 2020, brother. Let's go ahead and start with some of these matches that we got on here. Um, first one, which I believe is going to be the headliner, is going to be Undisputed Era, Era, excuse me, Undisputed Era versus Imperium in a eight man tag team match. What's your thoughts on that?
0: I think that is going to be a phenomenal match. I hope that the listeners have already watched NXT because they will be spoiled if they have not. From the picture on the website, it shows all of Undisputed Era holding gold, but as we just learned 25 minutes ago, as we're talking now, Roderick Strong is no longer the North American champion.
1: Now, is that right?
0: That is right.
1: So, who who stripped him of that title, brother?
0: It is the man that everyone should bask in his glory. What? Yes, sir. Keith Lee just won the North American title on NXT tonight.
1: Awesome, awesome. That's a good step. You know, big things are definitely coming for Keith Lee. Um, I think we've all been expecting it and, you know, I think he's in a perfect spot for him to make a name for himself in the, especially in, you know, in one of the WWE brands. So that's awesome, man. That's great. But, uh, but yeah, man, I think this is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of stables. So like, you know, I love this whole eight man tag. I think, uh, you know, with the UK guys and I'm undisputed era. I can speak for every one of them that I've watched. All of them are, you know, grade A players, you know. They're all going go, to go out there and they're going to give it all they got. And, I mean, they never disappoint. Every one of them seems to put on a very good match. Now, Walter, I've never seen him put on a bad match. And, honestly, I'm really glad that Alexander Wolf is being used on NXT UK. Because, you know, it just seems to me like every member of Sanity, since they broke him up, you know, besides him and Nikki Cross, have seemed to just kind of, you know, fall off the map.
0: So, a funny story about Alexander Wolf. I went to a NXT house show when I was on vacation in Florida. I want to say five or six years ago. Right. And Alexander Wolf was actually just starting out in NXT back then. And I love the fact that they're using him now because I was impressed back then with him. And he's great insanity. But now he's really being able to highlight his actual potential in the ring.
1: Yeah, definitely, man. And that's the thing. What sucks is where they try and split everything up and call people up. I mean, it's awesome to see guys go up to the main roster. But, like, you know, it just seems like every time they've split people apart and decided to pull them up, it's just really, in my opinion, destroyed their careers. I think, honestly, like, with Alexander Wolfe being a main player on NXT UK, it's really made him shine more than, you know, more as much as he did when he was Sanity, if not more. And, you know, Nikki Cross has been in the picture on, you know, the main roster. So, I mean, I mean, it's been good to see a couple of them guys actually kind of go out and make a name for themselves since they've been split up from Sanity. So,
0: So, you think this match is going to be the match to beat of Saturday, if not the weekend?
1: I think it's going to be your more physical match um the most physical with that being said i mean you can't really knock any of the other matches i mean the whole the match card itself the entire show it's going to be phenomenal i mean i'm a huge rhea ripley fan um and i'm probably i'm pretty sure her and tony storm are going to tear the house down uh but as far as you know Keeping you, you know, things staying busy and everything. I think you know the eight man tag is really going to grab your attention and really, you know, knock you off your feet.
0: So you just mentioned Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm, and I think that match is going to be the match to beat of the weekend, definitely of Saturday. Those two women have what it takes to main event any wrestling show that there is. They may not be polished on the mic as of yet, but their in-ring storytelling is by far better than 95% of the wrestlers in the world.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm I'm not knocking the women's match at all. I mean, Undisputed Era always tears the house down too, but, you know, like I said, I, I think you know, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm, there's no doubt they're going to have a great match. I mean, there's, I mean, honestly, one of the biggest matches I'm kind of working out for. I, I, I'm a huge DIY fan. I saw them, golly, how many years ago was that? Three years ago, maybe? Four? Back when they did their farewell tour. Or not their farewell, when the revival and. Uh,
0: the revival and Nakamura uh, and Bobby Roode.
1: And all did their farewell tour. Um, how long ago was that?
0: That was. Three years ago, three and a half years ago. Yeah,
1: that's crazy, man. That was actually in uh, Spartanburg, and I believe it was in Wofford's Auditorium, if I'm not mistaken.
0: It indeed was.
1: And uh, we were actually just there, what, three weeks ago at Big Time Wrestling? We were. It's it's always good to go back to an old arena or venue and kind of, you know, it's just memories, man. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, the same arenas that dusty rose and Ric flair battled it out in exactly but we're not going to talk too much about that because right right so to get back we're talking about diy versus DIY. mustache
1: balance. this is actually the. that was actually the first time you know like i got to really experience diy especially in person and it was like right on when i was kind of like really undecisive if i wanted to watch nxt or not and
0: indecisive
1: I, what i say undecisive Shit, I'm Oh, I apologize. Thank you for correcting me, sir, jackass. But anyway.
0: You are so, very welcome.
1: So, uh, but nah, man. Like, honestly, like, I saw DIY perform, and, like, honestly, like, that's what really grabbed me for NXT. And honestly, I just fell in love with him from then on out. And I know I've been saying honestly, and I'm going to give a little shout-out to Henry Sugars. I got it in the back of my mind, brother, and I'm going to work on that for you. But anyway. But, yeah, DIY versus Mustache Mountain. And... I can honestly say I've never seen Tyler Bate or Trent Seven put on a bad match. So, to have all four of them in the ring at one time, I mean, just imagine what can happen.
0: This match is going to be bell-to-bell, non-stop, physical action. It can go so many different ways. All these men can just put on a full, technical wrestling clinic, or they can just beat the living hell out of each other. Either way, it's going to be a great match that any wrestling fan has to see.
1: Now, let me ask you this. Do you think DIY is going to be back together for a little while?
0: I think they are. I think that they will be called up at some point. And why put them in the title picture when they have both held the title already. So I think putting them as a tag team really brings a lot of excitement to that tag division that if we're going to be honest, hasn't really been too stacked. The undisputed era with Fish and O'Reilly have really been controlling it, but having DIY in there is really going to throw a little wrench in their, their plans to, maintain that control of the tag division.
1: Right, right. I'll tell you, the only thing I disagree with about this whole pay-per-view is actually a match right here. It's uh, Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray. And, like, I'm a huge Mia Yim fan, and I think Kaylee Ray is phenomenal in the ring. But this is actually going to be a pre-show match and not even going to be on the main show, on the main card.
0: And I agree, that should not be a pre-show match. If anything, um, the Angel Garza and Swerve Scott versus...
1: The two NXT guys, right?
0: The NXT UK representatives that's even not even known yet. Mm-hmm. Unless they pull something out of their ass and it's a huge name, that should be on the pre-show. And I'm a huge Garza fan, and I love Swerve. I loved him... When he was kill shot at Lucha Underground. And when he came to the Carolinas to PWX. And he I saw him live. Phenomenal matches. Never seen him have a bad match live. And he's super humble. But I just don't see the excitement in that match.
1: Not enough to put it over Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray for sure.
0: Definitely not. Absolutely not. Mia Yim and Kaylee Ray, they will do whatever it takes to get to the top of the women's division. On their respective shows. And this match is going to be a complete, um, we'll use the Jim Ross term, slobber knocker.
1: Good old slobber knocker. And uh, let's not forget, though, you got um, also on the card, main card, might I add, is going to be Balor versus uh, Dragunov. So, uh, what's your thoughts on that?
0: Again, Neither one of these guys have bad matches. And I'll be honest, honestly, as Austin likes to say.
1: Sugar daddy sugars.
0: If you put Finn Balor in the ring against one of the WWF Tonka buddies that the Dog Pound has upstairs here, he's going to put on a five-star match. Ain't that right, Dave Metzler?
1: Uh, it'll probably be like a 2.5 on the Meltzer scale, but you know, but who's counting, right? Oh, wait, I forgot Meltzer is. But, yeah. however, yeah, no, I mean, I really think that this whole <laughs> World's Collide pay-per-view, I mean, it's going to be really stacked. Um, I'm really hoping we get out of uh, where we're at on time on Saturday to be able to kind of get, get back and get comfortable and watch the pay-per-view, because uh, we're actually going to be at PCW, which is going to be live in Columbia, South Carolina,
0: um, this weekend. Definitely always want to check out Palmetto Championship Wrestling. They put on the best show in South Carolina by far and possibly one of the best shows in the Carolinas in general. They have amazing local talent that they use, and they don't ever disappoint. And that will be this Saturday in Northeast Columbia, Get your tickets now. Palmetto Championship Wrestling. Do it. Alright. So I know I know we'll be there. Wrestling the Dog Pound Wrestling Toys and Collectibles.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Alright. That's enough plug for PCW. We're going to have to start charging them, okay? Sugars, if Never. Sugars, if you're listening, I want a little compensation for the plug. I don't care if you pay Pete or not, but uh, I definitely want some for that. But anyway... But yeah, man, let's, um, you know, like like I said, I think we've pretty much covered the Worlds Collide, and I think it's going to be a really good show. I just think that, uh, you know, I, honestly, like, this is my favorite weekend of the year, and I'm really glad, you know, they're going to start it out with Worlds Collide before the Royal Rumble. Um, Rumble is probably, it's going to be, that, honestly, the Rumble is a toss-up between Mania for my favorite pay-per-view. I just love the Rumble, I love the surprises, you know, you never know what you're going to get, so, uh. Like I said, man, maybe we should uh, go ahead and uh, transition over into the Rumble, if that's all right with
0: you. I am down like Donkey Kong.
1: All right, brother. Well, let's go ahead and just go over this match card for the uh, 2020 Royal Rumble match. Um, obviously, we know we've got the men's Rumble, and we're going to have the women's Rumble. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, touch base on like the singles matches and... Everything else is supposed to take uh, place. For uh, First and foremost, we will uh, have the Universal Champion, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, versus Daniel Bryan. And then, next off, we will have the man, Becky Lynch, versus Oscar. Uh,
0: but you can't forget about the longest reigning feud that we've had going on here at WWE. Roman Reigns versus... The King Baron Corbin in a Falls County Anywhere match.
1: Yes, definitely. You cannot forget about that. I think. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I think the the feud is kind of you know met. It's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expectations. There you go. That's a big word for me, guys. I apologize, but yeah, it's late. And I just woke up not too long ago. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I feel like it's going to meet its expectations. And uh, another match, I think, honestly, with somebody who's really been growing on me lately, it's uh, been Lacey Evans versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
0: Uh, yeah. I agree, and I've been a Bailey fan for a long time. But Lacey Evans, I mean, she just has it. She has the look. She has the charisma. I think Lacey Evans is going to take out Bailey this. This weekend.
1: So, is that your prediction on that match?
0: That is my prediction.
1: Um, I'm going to say Bailey will retain. Uh, but, you know, don't forget, we also have a U.S. championship match. Uh, I believe it's a championship match versus uh, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo.
0: It is a championship match. Yes, sir.
1: And let's not forget a long-awaited return that happened not, uh, only a couple of weeks ago. Sheamus is going to fight your favorite name and gimmick in the business, Shorty G. <laughs> you got that right, fella.
0: Fella. Fella. Yeah, nah. I, I, I feel bad for Chad Gable and the Shorty G gimmick. I, it's just ridiculous.
1: I, I just hate the name, man. I, I absolutely hate Shorty G. But, hey, man, if we're, g- we're going to roll with a new gimmick and we're trying to get gimmicks back in, you know, I'm all for it, but uh, that's not the way to go.
0: But if you give him that gimmick a Shorty G, put him in some baggy pants, throw a visor on him upside down, put a gawky chain around his neck, and have him be the nurse practitioner of thugonomics, Shorty G. Whatever you need to do. <laughs> all right. So,
1: uh do we just run through it, let's just hit some predictions on this match. Uh, let's start, we'll he- hell, we'll even start with that match. Let's go ahead and start with Shorty G versus Sheamus. I got a pretty good idea who's going to win that match, but uh, if we're giving predictions, mine's going to be Sheamus. I don't know about you, brother.
0: I don't agree with you very often, but this is going to be a squash match. I don't think there can be much offense at all for Shorty G. He might get a couple moves, but then he's going to get his short little head kicked off with a big Seamus broke kick, and maybe he'll be back. Maybe they'll find his head somewhere down across the border. Hmm.
1: Yeah, honestly, like, Sheamus is back, and I, I mean, you know, he's got no more Mohawk, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, he's got his old look back for the most part. And Honestly, I think Sheamus is back to, you know, kick ass and take some names, man. And I'm really kind of – I'm looking forward to see how they use him from here on out until Mania. Um, now, let's go over to uh, – let's see – we're going to do SmackDown Women's Champion, Bayley versus Lacey Evans. My prediction, Bayley is going to retain your prediction. And I,
0: like I said, I think Lacey Evans is going to take it out. She's she going to hit Lacey with that woman's right, and she's going to be your blue, blue brand women's champion.
1: Do you honestly think it's time to put Lacey Evans on top?
0: Yep, sure do.
1: I think with uh, I think the way her popularity has been rising and everything, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. But I I wouldn't. I don't think Bailey is going to lose that title just yet. I think they could. They're probably potentially setting up for something bigger at Mania. Um, hell, even I'd like to see Sasha win the Rumble, and it'd be Bailey and Sasha for the title. But that's just you know that's just an opinion. Uh, we shall
0: see. So, what about Andrade? With Selena Vega versus Humberto Carrillo.
1: Um, well, we saw Humberto come to the aid of Rey Mysterio on Monday Night Raw. Uh, you know, because Andrade and Rey had a, yet again another great match. They had a ladder match for the title. Um, uh, that's kind of a toss-up, man. I honestly think that Andrade is going to win that match. I don't. I, I, that's just another person I don't see the title coming off of.
0: No, I agree with you there. I don't think they're going to pull that title off of Andrade right now. I do wish that they saved the ladder match for Rumble and had Carrillo versus Andrade in that ladder match instead. I understand why they didn't because of time restraints and they have so much other matches to get in as well as the Rumble matches. I just think that this would have been a better ladder match. Then Mysterio versus Andrade.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm i never going to knock a Rey and Andrade match. Every match they've had has been phenomenal. So, I mean, I don't know if I want to agree with you there or not. Maybe it would have been better to have the latter match at the pay-per-view. Um, but, I don't know, man. Like I said, either way, I think... This weekend with him fighting Humberto, I think it's still going to be a good match, regardless of it being a ladder match or not. Um, it just seems to me Andrade has great chemistry in the ring. It doesn't matter who it is. I mean, he's able to go out and put on a good match no matter who the opponent. So. But, uh, yeah, definitely my pick on that one's going to be Andrade.
0: I am with you there, dude.
1: All right, let's see. Uh, let's go with the Roman Reigns versus King Corbin Falls Count Anywhere match.
0: These are two guys that they've been heavily pushing for years now. So it really could go either way. But I think this time is going to be Roman Reigns. And he's going to get his vengeance on the king for all the bullying that has been happening over the past two months.
1: Let me tell you something, brother. I believe I've had to agree with you there. Uh, I think that, like you said, Reigns is going to get his vengeance. And, you know, it's been um, it's been a long time coming. And I believe it's finally time. And why not do it at you know, one of the first pay-per-views of the year, you know, the Royal Rumble. And uh, I think it's a good start. And that will be a good way to kind of kick-start his road to WrestleMania. And, you know, who knows what could happen after this match goes down.
0: Anything can happen in the WWE.
1: That's right. It's the type of business we are in. All right. So let's get back to the next match, which I believe will be our last singles match. Uh, Incorrect. We've already covered. We've, we've already covered the Fiend. We've already covered.
0: We did not make predictions on the Fiend and Dan, Daniel Bryan.
1: Oh, We We have not made
0: predictions on Becky Lynch and Oscar.
1: Okay, excuse me. We have two singles matches. Is it weird that the tag titles aren't on the line?
0: It is kind of weird. But then again, at the Royal Rumble, historically not all titles are defended. And they're actually putting a lot of matches in a Rumble. There's usually three, four matches on a Rumble card. Right. So, I'm guessing we're going to see at least two of these on the pre-show.
1: Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm hoping. You know, like I said, the Rumble's a long pay-per-view anyway. Let's go ahead and just say you're going to have an hour for each Rumble match. So, that's two hours right there. Um, I believe The Fiend and Daniel Bryan, they're obviously going to be on the main card. And I believe that'll be anywhere between 15 to a 30-minute match. Um... I think it'll be a good match, and my prediction on that match is I believe that The Fiend is going to keep the strap.
0: There's no way they're taking it off of him. He is hot. He is selling merch. All the fans are either completely for The Fiend or Bray Wyatt or Ramblin' Rabbit, whatever character it is. The Fiend is on fire, and then the other fans... They are just creeped the hell out.
1: Right. Nah, I'd have to agree with you there, man. Uh, let's go hit this last singles match real quick, and then we'll touch base on both Rumble matches, if that's cool with you. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the man, Becky Lynch, versus the Empress and one half of the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka.
0: The Empress of tomorrow. Excuse me. Man, you're off your game tonight. Woo!
1: Well, it's been a long week, brother. But, back to it. Um, Man, honestly, as much as I like Becky, and the past year has been nothing but, you know, just climbing the ladder and just keep going up and keep improving for Becky Lynch. Um, she's hot, I believe, regardless of the outcome of this match. She's going to continue to stay hot and be popular and a prime player. Um, but I would honestly think that Asuka will win this match. Reason being, I think asuka they are finally finding a way to use her correctly. And I love the whole face paint. I love the green mist. Um, Asuka is finally that badass once again that she was in the past. And I can honestly say I I would love to see her hold hold not only half of the tag team titles, but also hold the Raw Women's Championship. So, I think it would be a good opportunity. And if you're not a fan of Asuka at this point, you need to just quit watching wrestling. I think Asuka has done everything in her power to prove herself. And if you haven't been following her lately, she's done it yet again. So, my pick for the match and who I want to win the match is going to be Asuka.
0: All right, then. Well, I am a fan of Asuka. And I'm just to take a little sidebar here. When she spit that green mist in Becky's face and she started screaming in Japanese, I was just jaw-dropped. This is Golden TV. Full potential. This is the Oscar that we've all been waiting for. Yes, there is a language barrier. You did not need to know what she was saying to know what she meant. And Becky sold it great. But you're blinded. You got green mist in your eye. You just sold it for six minutes. You had water poured in your face. And then all of a sudden... You're perfectly fine and cut a three-minute promo. That was bad booking, bad storytelling. But, back to the match. I do not believe that they're going to put two belts on the Empress of Tomorrow.
1: They, already, think that, they already put two belts on Becky.
0: But Becky was the hottest thing at the moment. To be Becky Two Belts. But I don't think they're going to do that to Oscar. I think Becky Lynch is going to have another WrestleMania moment. And she is going to retain this Sunday at the Rumble.
1: Well, I'd have to disagree with you there, brother. But, you know, i I, I mean, it could go either way. It could go either way, but... My pick and who I'd like to win, who I think is going to win, will be Asuka. Um, I could just see her and let's say Rousey were to return at the Women's Rumble. I could see them just putting on a damn good match, man. You know, from start to finish. And you know, I just—that's what I'd want to see. We've already seen Becky and Ronda go at it. I mean. But hey, who knows, man? If Becky wants the main event and they give her the, they leave the strap on her and she main events, you know, more power to her. I mean, she's still hot and you know, I'm still gonna back her hundred percent. But who knows with WWE? Like you said, anything can
0: happen. So speaking of anything can happen, and speaking of the women's title, and speaking of WrestleMania, let's talk about the women's Royal Rumble match. That's Anything can really happen in this match, cause disgustingly they've only announced five names. And let me this let me predict. No, 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 no! I am on a rant right now. You're gonna know your role. You're gonna shut well, your mouth.
1: Well, let me just no, uh, no, let no, me I'm, name the five names. That's all I'm gonna do, and you can continue man, to rant. No problem. Man. Go ahead. I'm still standing on my soapbox. Well, just go, ahead. <laughs> just go ahead and think about what you're going to bitch about because that's all you do. But let's go ahead and name these five women that's declared for the women's Royal Roma match, which I think is quite shitty considering that we're, what, five days away, four days away at this point. But, uh, Hurry
0: up so I can start bitching.
1: So we've got Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and Sarah Logan. These are the only five women that have declared for the match. Now, brother- oh man, enough,
0: blah, 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 blah. Let me finish. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Let me finish my rant. Let me get in my damn soapbox. And let me bitch. Anyway, you did your job. Great job, Austin Outcast. You can read five names. So, we are in the midst of a women's revolution. As they say. But yet... We have the third ever Women's Rumble, and we only have five frickin' names. You have all this talent on Raw, on SmackDown, on NXT, all these legends, and you have five names listed, one of which only competes on WWE superstars. I'm not taking anything away, Sarah, from Sarah Logan. She is phenomenal, but she's not a current hot talent. Let me cut you off
1: there, brother. No, you're let's... not
0: cutting shit off. I'm still ranting. Well, it's Give me good. another
1: minute. This involves your rant. So, with you're speaking of Sarah Logan. Um, can you? Would you say that she's kind of took a decline since the Riot squad's kind of split up and went on their own way?
0: Absolutely. But... In the same sense, she was always the like third wheel of the riot squad.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know. I, I just think the riot squad really meshed well together and you know, they've got Liv who's just recently returned and she's kinda I would say she's in the spotlight, but I mean it just feels like they've kind of just forgot about Sarah Logan as a whole, you know what I mean?
0: And Sarah Logan on the independent circuit Ran circles around both these women. She is a much more seasoned wrestler than Liv Morgan or Ruby Riot. She was great as Mary Dodson on the independent circuit. Absolutely phenomenal. She was creepy. She was scary. She got the job done. She is definitely an underappreciated talent in the WWE. And quite frankly, brother, it. This is me
1: off. Well, that just goes back to the whole utilization of superstars, like we've always talked about. Um, I mean, I guess different strokes for different folks, and that's not a stroke that I'd want to have. But hey, I mean, it is what it is. She's and just I, she's not Vince's type. Let's just say that.
0: You are absolutely right, and. The only good thing about only having five women announced so far is there will be the element of surprise as of now. Knowing WWE, they'll just start announcing random people over the next couple of days here. But I think there's going to be a couple surprises. And I'm hoping that we see some NXT ladies in there and square up with. Well, hell, Some of the Raw and SmackDown women.
1: You only got 5 people. You got you don't have a choice.
0: So, if we got 5 here and there's 30, how many more do we have Austin Outcast?
1: Well, if my calculations are correct, I believe we'll have 25 more superstars to enter the women's Royal Rumble.
0: All right, just making sure you're not doing that Scott Steiner math. <laughs> so, I think we are going to see a lot of surprises. I think we're going to see a returning Nia Jax. I think we're going to see some Hall of Famers. But I also think we're going to see some NXT women.
1: Who's your number 30?
0: My number 30 is Nia Jax.
1: I just don't see Nia getting a huge pop, man.
0: I don't think she's going to get the pop,
1: but I think she's going to get the W. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb. We don't know the status on Rousey. Nobody seems to, but with it being so, everything's been so discreet with her lately and nothing really has been said about her, I'm going to say it's time for returning Ronda Rousey to come back and get back what's hers. So, I'm going to say my number 30 is going to be Rousey. Um that's gonna be about it i i we will see some legends we will see I would imagine we'll see Trisha Lita. one of the two you know you're your're some of your legends who can still go in the ring I believe we'll see a few um but i mean with twenty five spots hell they better call all of them so but uh let's roll over to the men's rumble match if that's all right would you brother?
0: let's do it so far we have. 22 people in the match. We have Brock Lesnar that entered herself as numero uno. We have Roman Reigns, King Corbin, the show-off Dolph Ziggler. Here to show the world. Wow. I don't know if you guys heard that, but I think someone just threw acid on a cat. Anyway, we also have our current intercontinental superstar Shinsuke Nakamura we have the monster among men Braun Strowman we have the always fun to watch in the rubble Kofi Kingston his tag team partner Big E we have Rowan with whatever might be in that cage maybe it's Hornswoggle maybe it's May Young's baby hand we'll see We have the phenomenal AJ Styles. We have the Apex Predator, Randy Orton. The Drifter, Elias. Mr. 619 himself, Rey Mysterio. We have Drew McIntyre. We have Ricochet. Both of Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker. We have the Bulgarian Brute. Rusev with his very, very much so heated rivalry Bobby Lashley. We have Alistair Black, both tag team champions on Raw, Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and then we had our truth but then he undeclared after declaring that he was in the Rumble so he is not in there. So that is our twenty-two so far. So we have eight more spots remaining there.
1: Quick, three NXT guys you think will <coughs> show up at the Rumble.
0: Keith Lee, Adam Cole, Babe Bay, and Matt Riddle.
1: Okay. I'ma go Keith Lee, Pete Dunn, and who You told
0: me quick, and now you taking your damn sweet time.
1: Uh Keith Lee, Pete Dunne, Finn Balor. All righty then. And
0: two returns. I think we're going to see the return of King Velasquez, And I think we're going to see the return of Jeff Hardy.
1: Hmm. Even after all the stuff that broke this week about them not being sure when that would be.
0: Try to
1: keep K Fabe alive. Well, uh, you know what, man? I'm gonna hop on the bandwagon. I'ma say we're gonna see Edge in the mid-20s. And I think our number 30, which would be well deserving and would absolutely blow the roof off the place. Why not? Tyson
0: Fury.
1: Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Let's join the crowd. CM Punk. Let let's just see what happens.
0: Hey, you never know. I have a theory that maybe I'll explain another time on my CM Punk predictions. We do not have enough time for that tonight, but it can happen.
1: Well, anything can happen. But yeah, no. Nah, um, that'll be my. Who's your pick to win? Uh, did we address that, oh, no, nah, they're definitely missing somebody in this Rumble match, I believe. Who's that? Uh, I don't believe that, uh, John Morrison is declared
0: for the Rumble. He has not declared the Rumble yet.
1: Him or Miz. Uh. No, sir. That might be the two spots. So, that would be, we'd still be missing one person if we went with our picks. Or two or three, and that would be two more, so that would be seven. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I definitely would expect uh, Morrison and Miz to be in the Rubble match. I think with Morrison just coming back, they'd be absolutely stupid not to put him in the Rubble match. But then again, who am I? I just run a half-ass podcast. But go ahead, Pete. uh, Who's your pick to win?
0: Well, I don't know what half-ass podcast you run, but I know together we run this badass podcast.
1: Oh, I see what but, you did there.
0: Ah! <laughs> so, this is my prediction. Not just the win prediction, my full prediction. So, like I said, I think Kane Velasquez is going to be in the Rumble. Him and Brock Lesnar will continue their feud. Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar will brawl. Lesnar is going to eliminate Velasquez. Probably. By number 15 at the latest. And then Velasquez is gonna pull Lesnar out of the ring and they're gonna fight all the way to the back. Because you know Lesnar can't wrestle an entire length of a Royal Rumble. There's gonna be four guys left in the ring, maybe three guys left in the ring. They're beaten, they're battered, they're tired. And then here comes Brock Lesnar, who went under the ring, under the ropes, to fight Cain Velasquez. And he's going to come back when there's only a couple people, maybe only one person, left in the ring. And he's going to toss them out. And Brock Lesnar will be your 2020 Royal Rumble winner. Hmm. That is... The PD Savage official prediction.
1: Well, I think I'm going to go with potentially two options. Uh, hmm. I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. And if CM Punk were to return, he would win and face Brock Lesnar.
0: I'm sure there would be a lot of people that would call that the absolute fantasy match or fantasy Royal Rumble, and probably a lot of people's favorite Royal Rumble ever.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's a stretch. You know, anything can happen. But, uh, yeah, no, that's just my predictions. I mean, I really think it's time that Drew McIntyre gets the strap I think he's yeah, he well deserves it and I just don't I honestly don't understand why he had they haven't put it on him yet. So I agree. He's
0: been the chosen one for years. He has the best qualities of any worker out there. So why he hasn't been a champion yet is unbeknownst of me.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I I'm pulling for McIntyre this match. Yeah, I like a ton of other guys in this match. Um, but I believe that guy is probably most deserving. Uh, I would hate for somebody to come back into the picture that hasn't been there like CM Punk, but I'd understand if he came back and won. Uh, John Morrison, I I don't really see him winning. And no. Kane's not going to win. Uh, so yeah, I'm going I'm to stick with McIntyre, man. Um, so you got Brock and I got McIntyre.
0: So we shall see how that goes.
1: Right, right. Well, uh, we've pretty much covered the, uh, we've covered what, Worlds Collide and the Man's 2020 Royal Rumble?
0: Yeah, like I just mentioned a little while ago, that would be a lot of people's favorite Royal Rumble.
1: Yep. So, so yeah. what's,
0: what what's your favorite Rumble of all time?
1: So I guess we're going to go ahead and roll over in this section of the pod we got planned for you guys. Um, We're going to go and we're going to start our favorite Royal Rumble match. So with that being said, Petey Savage, why don't you go first? Ladies first.
0: Ladies first, huh?
1: Well, I mean, you've been acting like a bitch for like two weeks with your menstrual cycle and everything else. So why not, man? Go ahead and take it away.
0: Well, obviously you know so much about women since... You know that menstrual cycles last two weeks. Um, no. Anyway, so my favorite Royal Rumble match was nineteen ninety five.
1: Ninety five.
0: Nineteen ninety five.
1: What kind of so, what kind of top talent was in that Rumble?
0: Well, we the, the actual match card itself, we had Jeff Jarrett beating Razor Ramon to win. The Intercontinental Championship. And then we had The Undertaker with Paul Bear beating IRS with Ted DiBiase. And then Diesel and Bret Hart fought for the world title. And there was no winner. They fought to a draw. Hmm. And then we had... This match is going to shock you a little bit. They uh, had a tournament to crown the new tag team champions. And the finals were Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka, part of Money Incorporated with Ted DiBiase. And they were defeated by this tag team, the team of the 1-2-3 Kid and Spark Plug Bob Holly. Wow. Yes. Hmm. A very, very odd tag team there. So, here we go. The Rumble match itself. Entering number one and also winning the damn thing was the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels.
1: H.B. Shizzle.
0: Number two was the British Bulldog. And he was actually the last person eliminated.
1: Wow. One and two. Duked it out until the end. I like that.
0: And then we had Eli Blue from the Blues Brothers. We had a great guy that I've had the opportunity of talking with a few times, Duke the Dumpster Drosy, Jimmy Del Rey. We had Sion. We had Dr. Tom Pritchard. Doist the Clown. Quang. Rick the Model Martel.
1: There's your boy.
0: Owen Hart. God bless his soul. We had Timothy Well. We had Bushwhacker Luke. Then we had the other guy from the Blues Brothers, Jacob Blue. We had King Kong Bundy representing Money Incorporated. Then we had Mo from Men on a Mission. And right out of with Mabel, from Men on a Mission. And then at number 18, we had the other Bushwhacker, Butch. 19 was the All-American Legs Luger. 20, we had Mantar. 21 was Aldo Montoya. 22, sue We had Henry O. Godwin. 23 and 24 were the smoking guns. 23 being Billy and 24 being Bart. 25, we had Bob Backlund. 26, we had Steven Dunn for part of Well Done. 27, we had Dick Murdoch coming in. 28, we had Adam Baum. 29, we had Fat 2. And 30, we had Crush.
1: Now, let me ask you this. Considering I wasn't even thought of, and I wasn't even a sperm at this point, was Crush a surprise entrant, or was that pretty much set in stone?
0: He was not a surprise entrant at all. Okay. And then, this rumble really stands out to me, because the British Bulldog had it won. He threw Shawn Michaels over the top rope. And Shawn Michaels hung on. And, and his feet were dangling.
1: And this was the first time that actually happened, correct?
0: This is the first time that it happened. They played the British Bulldogs' music. And all of a sudden, Shawn Michaels hops back up and throws the British Bulldog out. <coughs> oh, excuse me. There were two other times, or this was the second year in a row, there was a controversial ending to the Rumble. Because in 1994, Bret Hart and Lex Luger eliminated each other at the exact same time, and they both went on to win the Rumble. But this time, it was a declared victor, being Shawn Michaels, since his feet never touched the ground.
1: And that... So that that whole scenario that happened with him being thrown over and pulling himself back in the ring, is that the main reason that this is probably your favorite Royal Rumble?
0: Um, It's not so much my favorite reason because of that. It's my favorite because this match skyrocketed, or catapulted, I should say, the career of Shawn Michaels. He didn't go on to win the championship this year. He won the next year after he won two consecutive Royal Rumbles in a row. But this match put Shawn Michaels on the map.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um, You know, Shawn Michaels throughout the 90s, man, that was really a time. Well, I mean, just for him, that was pretty much his, those were his years, man. And that's really what wrote his career and made it what it is today. Um, but uh, I guess since you've done went babbling on for long enough, I can go ahead and uh give you my favorite Royal Rumble match. In my opinion, I myself consider this the Forgotten Royal Rumble. Pete considers the Forgotten Royal Rumble with Hacksaw Jim Duggan winning, but for me, the Forgotten Royal Rumble. The guy they never mentioned, he came in first. He held his way all the way through the match, and I believe it was over an hour, and ended up winning the match. My favorite Royal Rumble is from 2004. Uh, definitely, I think that was a great time. Another great time for professional wrestling. Um, you know, right before the little downhill slope we've been on here in the past years, but I mean, the uh, the card actually had, it consisted of six matches, um, but it was, uh, overall, man, it was, if you, I'm going to go through these matches real quick and read them out to you. The card was, to me, this card was absolutely stacked, man, and, like, it's just incredible, but uh, I'll go ahead, we got, a, uh, let's see, we've got Victoria defeated Molly Holly, Um I think, you know, and the match didn't last that long, but you know, those are two top female com- uh, competitors at the time. And then here we go. Let's start it off. Evolution, which consisted of the uh, tag team champs, I believe, which was Batista and Ric Flair at the time, defeated the Dudley Boys in a tables match. Um, there was a singles match for the cruiserweight championship, which was between Rey Mysterio and. Jamie Noble, and alongside of him was Nidia. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated Chavo Guerrero with Chavo Guerrero Sr. in a singles match. Brock Lesnar defeated Hardcore Holly in a singles match for the WWE Championship,
0: and probably the only time Hardcore Holly got a WWE Championship match.
1: Yeah, and like I said, we talked about it earlier. That was <laughs> I kind of forgot about that, but. I mean, when you don't don't really get too many opportunities, I guess that's what happens. Um, Another match which really set up the uh, WrestleMania match that year, which was a feud that had been going on for some time, um, was Triple H versus Shawn Michaels, which that was a last-man-standing match that ended in a draw. Um, And then, obviously, you had the 30-man Royal Rumble match to cap off the show, which lasted an hour and one minute. Um, but, yeah, I mean, honestly, that card itself, without reading the Rumble Entrance, in my opinion, was a great card. And I honestly think it was stacked. But I'm going to go through these um, Rumble Entrance, just like you did. And uh, let's. I'm going to go ahead and start it off, man. Uh, Chris Benoit, obviously. Who? Ooh. Who? All right, dude. Come on now.
0: I'm just kidding. I'm just
1: kidding. Uh, so, at number one was Chris Benoit. Number two, Randy Orton. Number three, Mark Henry. Number four, Tajiri. Number five was Bradshaw. Number six was Rhino. Number seven, Matt Hardy. Number eight, Scott Steiner. Number nine, Matt Morgan. Number ten, Stand Back, there's a hurricane coming through. Number eleven, Booker T. Twelve was Kane. Thirteen, I don't even know why he was in this match, bless his heart. But Spike Dudley. Uh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Leave my boy alone. <laughs> he never even got to the ring, man. <laughs> he has zero minutes and zero seconds in the match. Kane attacked him before he even got there. But um, So then we have Rikishi, Rene Dupree, A-Train, Shelton Benjamin at 17, Ernest Miller at 18. Number 19 was Kurt Angle. Let's see. We've got Rico at 20. Mick Foley. Christian. Another guy who probably shouldn't have been in the match, but Nunzio. Uh, 24 was Big Show. 25 was Chris Jericho. 26, Charlie Haas. 27, Billy Gunn. 28, John Cena. 29, Rob Van Dam. And 30, everybody's favorite wrestler, Goldberg. Um, honestly, from start to finish, this pay-per-view itself was probably one of my favorite all-time. And I was a big Benoit fan at the time. And to see him come in and cap off the match with the, one of the biggest guys in the business at the time... And be able to eliminate him and go on and make his mark that year at Mania. Oh, man, that was just, that was awesome in my opinion. And, you know, unfortunately, what really pisses me off is we, nobody ever mentions this Rumble, and you never get, when they can mention people who came in number one and finished, you know, and won the match, they never mention this match at all. And it's really depressing because, like, this match itself, but, you know, the card, the Royal Rumble match itself was absolutely awesome. And it's just really upsetting that, you know, they can't just not even, you know, remember a match that happened. And it's it's sad, but, hey, it happens. And when stuff happens, WWE tries to cover cover their ass more than anything, which I don't blame them from a business standpoint. You got to do what you got to do. But uh, I, would, I would have to say this goes down as probably one of the best Rumbles of all time. And, unfortunately, it just gets forgotten.
0: And I think that was a great rumble. And I haven't seen it in a few years now. But if I remember, I think Randy Orton probably the all-star of the rumble, other than, of course, the winner, Chris Walk. I think this match really let Randy Orton stand out more than any match had before.
1: Well, I mean, Randy did good. I mean, to start number two, I mean, he lasted half the match, which was 33 minutes, and I believe he was the second longest-lasting guy in the match. Uh, He was, with five eliminations right under Benoit. And I believe that's the second highest of the match as well, which it was. So, I mean, that was good for Randy to kind of put himself on the map right there, too.
0: Yeah, I... I am a Randy Orton fan, and I do remember him being the standout guy that year in the Rumble. Every year there's one guy that you're like, you know what? This kid's going to be all right. And this year was Randy Orton's year in that Rumble.
1: Right, right. Well, guys, I mean, that's pretty. we just wanted to give you guys our insight on our favorite Royal Rumble matches. It's hands down one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year, if not my favorite pay-per-view of the year, but um, but let's roll into our last topic for tonight, and we've been on here quite a while now, we're going on, it's getting pretty late, I'm not going to save time, but uh, it was our poll and our pod question for the week, and you guys really uh put forth effort in voting for that, and I believe it's safe to say that I kicked the savage one's ass in this poll, and I'll tell you right
0: now, it feels pretty damn good. Well, let's not forget that I won last week's poll. It doesn't matter how many votes you're winning by and how many votes I won by. Just like in the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter how many points you win by. It just matters if you win. It doesn't matter. Hold on. As of right now, I am one. You are zero. We still have three more days for this poll. And once I argue my point. I feel like. I'm going to get that comeback.
1: Dude let me just go ahead and tell you. You are the biggest moron. I have ever met in my entire life. And there is no way. On God's green earth. That you're going to come back. From this ass whooping pal. But to go ahead and uh, kind of fill you guys in. I'm going to. Read you guys the question. The question. Uh, the question being is, with Conor McGregor being a highly trained fighter, if an, alterta- if an altercation occurred backstage, do you think he would win in a legit fight with a WWE superstar who can actually fight too? And we've had 220 votes. And uh, your boys is in 70% to 30%. With yes, he would fuck them up. Uh, so... I'm just going to go see how many votes I have right now, which is 153 to 67. So, um, don't call it a comeback, kid, because you're not going to get one.
0: All right, well, go ahead. Argue your point since you're in the lead, and you think he's going to hook him up.
1: Well, let's just go ahead and since the loser's, you know, right there at the bottom of the totem pole, you go ahead and let's just say why on earth do you think that Conor McGregor couldn't take anybody in WWE. I would be really anxious to hear this.
0: Okay, so you have some big bad SOBs in that locker room. I agree. So you have someone. Let's just throw out Braun Strowman. Is he a trained fighter? No. Is he six foot eight, six foot nine? Yes. Is Conor McGregor going to be able to land a solid punch on Braun Strowman's chin? Well,
1: I'm going to be honest no. with you. At this point, I, I don't know what to expect from Conor McGregor. He absolutely had me in all last weekend when he beat the Cowboy in 40 seconds. So, and not in a way that we have... I, I've never seen anybody knock anybody out and really stun somebody is he hit them with like three or four shoulders. Not elbows, not lifts, which is probably put anybody on their ass, but three or four shoulders. And I wouldn't know what to expect, but I'll go ahead and give you... You know, you're going to say the guys that are bigger and badder. I think Connor's so quick, I honestly would say he would stand a chance against everybody in that locker room. And... It would be a damn good fight, even with the big guys. Now, the smaller guys, he would absolutely mop the floor with. No doubt about it. I don't care if you're an amateur wrestler or whoever. Obviously, you guys agree with me because I've got 70% of the votes. But, with that being said, I just don't see Conor McGregor losing to a WWE superstar when this guy lives and breathes
0: to fight. Okay, so... You said that you think that it would be a good fight, and he stands a chance against the bigger guys.
1: He would win, dude. I'm telling you. No, 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 no. You win.
0: just said. You just said that he stands a chance, and that not what you just said.
1: So look, so you're gonna try and go no, back. No 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 no, 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 no. How about you shut the hell up and let your host and the actual founder of this pod go ahead and give his side of the story since you want since you want me, to twist my words no shut the hell up let me talk you want to twist my words around because you're getting your ass beat look either way i'm going to go ahead and tell you right now Conor McGregor would win a fight with a WWE superstar if an altercation occurred backstage. No if, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The smaller guys, no problem, would take out the trash. The bigger guys, yes, of course, a little bit more of a challenge, but there's no way I see anybody in that locker room beating Conor
0: McGregor. So, Bobby Lashley, also don't see it. a trained fighter. You don't see him being able to land one punch. On Conor McGregor's head and taking it clean off of his shoulders.
1: I don't see it happening. The thing is, man, you have to take into consideration of how quick McGregor is. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm sure if I walked in the locker room and called Bobby Lashley or a name or kicked him in the nuts that he would absolutely floor me and my head would end up somewhere in the arena. Well, I would go ahead and tell you that up front. Yes, Lashley will pack a punch. Lashley, in my opinion, is just too freaking big, which would would result in him being pretty slow as far as getting ready to throw a punch on McGregor. And I believe McGregor would see it coming.
0: And remember, we're not talking about boxing gloves. No, we're not. We're not not talking about four-ounce gloves. We're not. We're talking bare-knuckle fight, no rules, street fight. So it doesn't even have to be a punch. They can pick him up. And squeeze the Irish right out of him and make him shit out Lucky Charms.
1: I just think honestly, where you live in your huge fantasy of WWE and that's all you know. And don't get me wrong, I think you're very knowledgeable of UFC and you know <laughs> and and you know half the shit that goes down in a UFC octagon. But but I think you need to put your ego aside and your personal feelings aside and just go ahead and admit that McGregor is a beast and there's no way that anybody in that locker room would be able to handle him in a fight.
0: All right, so, yes, I know a lot about WWE and I know a lot about UFC. And I am a McGregor fan. I am a Conor McGregor fan. And you said that you were surprised Saturday night, what he did. What did I predict?
1: Friday night,
0: what did I predict?
1: I have no clue, man. That was like a week ago.
0: (laughs) I said that Conor McGregor would knock him out in 60 seconds or less.
1: Well, I mean, obviously, you know, you've got confidence in him too. And I'm not going to... I'm not going to knock McGregor, but let me you we're getting back to where you were talking about the, if the guys were to grab McGregor, right? Um with and I get what you're saying, if the guys got their hands on McGregor, but you also have to take this into consideration too. On top of being a boxer, so to say, McGregor is also a mixed martial artist which, you know, He has experience in grappling, of course, which would result in submissions. So I'm pretty sure like, if somebody grabbed McGregor out of being... And with him being one of the top fighters in the world, I would pretty be able to say that he probably would maneuver around and be able to either A, get out of it, or B, put him in some type of choke or submission and probably snap an arm or something. But that's just my opinion.
0: So you think he's going to snap Braun Strowman's arm... Which is the size of his torso.
1: Look, dude. McGregor's done gotten jacked. We don't know how much weight or how much strength he has. Neither one of us do. But if I had to bet, that's who my money's on. I love Braun. I think Braun's a beast. World's strongest man. Hello? Yes, of course.
0: But... Wait, 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 wait. Time up. Back, 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 back.
1: How far back, 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 back?
0: Since when is... Braun Strowman been the world's strongest man. Isn't that Mark Henry?
1: No, I'm saying he used to compete in the world's strongest man competitions. Okay. So, I gonna back, say. back, 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 back. Anyway, I'm trying to support your guy. But, hell, you're really trying to make an ass out of me, and you're really screwing this pot up. But, anyway. But, no, I think Braun is an absolute beast. Uh, but, goes back, I think that he would be too slow for Connor. I think Connor would have already hit him three or four times by the time he got his hands on him. That's just my opinion and there's no way anybody would withstand no more than one of Connor's lifts. I mean, we all seen how vicious they can be.
0: Yeah, I would agree if he landed three lifts in Braun Strowman's face, it would do some damage.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. Well I mean you got but you gotta to to think
0: chest to his to his stomach, I don't see that doing much to Braun Strowman. Well and I think if Connor what would do with like a leg kick He'd break his freaking ankle on, on Braun Strowman's tree trunk of a leg.
1: Tree trunk of a leg. Well, here's here's how I look at it, man. I I'm a firm believer in these UFC guys, and I I, I think they're they're all dangerous. There's no way I'd want to walk in, walk up on any of them in a dark alley and pop off because I'm sure I wouldn't leave that alley ever again. But with that being said, you got to think too. Connor is twenty-two and four. Twenty-two, four, and O to be exact. He has twenty-two wins, four losses. Out of twenty-two wins, do you know how many of those wins have been knockouts? I would I don't know, I'd say twenty. Nineteen, you're damn close. But nineteen have been knockouts. And he's won one by decision bought one by submission. So obviously he knows some submission moves, but he usually doesn't even have to use them. And he's won two fights by decision, of course, but I don't know, man. Connor's always impressed me, and our strong, I'm a firm believer in him, you know, and him being able to uh, be able to take anybody that walked backstage. I, I, the dude's dangerous. The dude went toe to toe with Mayweather, and his, and not even in his own element. I mean, I think he's more than proven himself,
0: and I'm not saying he hasn't. But he is beatable, correct? <sighs> I mean, did he, lose, the four did, did he lose? Did he lose four times? Four times, he's got four so, losses. So he is a beatable person. He is human.
1: Yeah, I would say that.
0: Okay, so let's say Braun Strowman does grab him, or Braun Strowman does land a punch on him, or Bobby Lashley does land a punch on him, or Brock Lesnar does land a punch on him. Or three. Has Conor McGregor been hit full force by a 240-pound man in the face? 240, that's it, man? I'm just saying average from the three of them. Mm,
1: I couldn't tell you, man. All I can speak for him is in the octagon. I wouldn't be surprised if McGregor's had multiple altercations and fights outside of the octagon. Um but, you can you can try and persuade me. You can try and persuade the listeners, the viewers. I don't really give a damn. But, at the end of the day, you live in a fantasy. It's the WWE. This isn't UFC. I love UFC. I think UFC is great. And, I think those are your most badass people to walk the planet. I mean, hell, why do you think Vince is bringing all of them in anyway? Uh, so, at the end of the day, you can say what you want, but... I will firmly stick behind my pick and the winner of the poll, and that will be Conor McGregor would win a fight, would win a legit fight with a WWE superstar who is also trained.
0: So how much does Conor McGregor weigh?
1: Um, He actually, I think the last fight he actually was up in the 175 weight class. He put on 20 pounds, if I'm not mistaken, because he uh, thought he was in the one fifty five five class maybe but i don't know if you've seen have you seen re- the recent pictures
0: of mcgregor compared to old mcgregor i mean i watched the the fight the clip of the fight online yeah, dude has
1: put on so much muscle
0: like I mean, he's currently competing as a welterweight and that is 156 to 170 pounds okay so he's 170 pounds that's not that heavy
1: you don't you, so, don't you
0: don't have to be that heavy to pack a punch, baby. Oh, I know that. I mean, I was scrapping when I was back in middle school, and I weighed 110 pounds soaking wet. Right. But there are weight classes in UFC for a reason.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: But, man. So, hey, another UFC fighter like Brock Lesnar.
1: And that's one thing about the heavyweights, man. They're so damn slow. They are so slow. I love Brock but, I think of Brock's freaking nature. Um, but I'm just, with Connor being so quick, man, I really think he could stand his own.
0: So. You think in a street fight, Brock Lesnar could take on Connor McGregor?
1: Do I think in a street fight, Brock Lesnar could take on Connor McGregor? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think the little Irishman's probably dirtier than most people. And uh, I'm pretty sure that Connor would definitely have a lot of uh, tricks up his sleeve for that street fight.
0: So I think in the beginning of this segment, You said that I was a moron, correct? You are. I believe you are the moron.
1: Well, we'll see. I'm winning the poll. That's all that matters. A dub's a dub, correct? A dub is a dub. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning.
0: And you know all about having an inch.
1: (laughs) Nah, more like three, but you know, whatever. (laughs) Some of us can't be blessed. But anyway. But, uh, no, I think, uh... Then that pretty much covers our poll question, you know, and we've been on here a while now. I believe it's been over an hour. Um, Is there anything you'd like to add before we close this show down and wrap her up once again?
0: I do want to add a couple things.
1: Go ahead, brother.
0: So, first off, I just want to add in that if you like us, make sure you rate us. Make sure you follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram. Facebook?
1: Can you pause right there for me, guys? I sure can, guys. If you ta- take the time to leave a rating, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, that's really what we want in our reviews, so we can look back and get your guys' feedback and find ways we can make this podcast better and better each and every week. So, but go ahead, but go ahead and at, talk about social media and add us on social media and throw in our handles and do what you do best,
0: yes. Savage One, and please message us. If there's something that you want to see on the show, message us. We are open to suggestions. We are open to feedback. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you hate. I want to know it all. I, will, I already know most of everything. But, I want to know your opinions as well. And wow. I'm sure the outcast will let us you know your opinions as well. Are and you- also, I just want to Give one more quick plug-ski over to Palmetto Championship Wrestling, The Awakening, this Saturday in Northeast Columbia. Doors open at 4. The action starts at 5. You can get in for as little as $15. Family-friendly entertainment. Check out Palmetto Championship Wrestling on Facebook. And come see us live. And then also just another plug-ski. Big-time wrestling in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This will be Friday, January 31st. And on this show you will see James Ellsworth battle Big Papa Pump. For the big-time wrestling world heavyweight title. And you'll also get the chance to see the barbarian in action
1: and uh let me go ahead and add one more in there if i'm not mistaken our uh, last guest will actually be on the card too john schuyler um may in fact be a reoccurring guest potentially in the future um, but uh he'll also be on the card the card's going to be good big time wrestling never disappoints um it's really a good show especially for lifelong wrestling fans Uh, they really bring back some guys you know you either grew up watching or recently watched who are back on the indie scene and it's definitely worth going and checking out and the dog pound will actually be set up and live and in action so go ahead go over see him at big time wrestling tag in the savage one and he will help you take a bite out of high prices
0: i see you told me no more plug skis but thank you for the plug ski Abs- yes,
1: absolutely. The brother. Dog
0: Pound will be at PCW. He will be a big time wrestling. And then I say a lot about the Carolinas. The Dog Pound will be in Thompson, Georgia, for Viral Pro Wrestling on Saturday, February the eighth. So come out to see us there if you are in the CSRA area. Viral Pro Wrestling is the top wrestling company. In Georgia, if you ask the savage one. And the savage one isn't going to lie to you, baby.
1: Right, right. Well, guys, look, we appreciate you tuning in. Once again, add us on social media. Twitter, it's underscore W-W-T-M underscore. And if you guys don't know what that stands for now, you just ain't got it. Um, and on Facebook, we have a Facebook page. Please feel free to go over and like it, post some stuff, leave us a review on there, give us some feedback. And that page is Wrestling with the Mic. Um, and we are also on Instagram at Wrestling with the Mic. All one word, no underscores, nothing, just Wrestling with the Mic. Um, so check us out, leave us a review. We appreciate you tuning in. And we look forward to, you know, staying staying intact the rest of the year and getting some sweet feedback from you guys. So, we're going to uh, go ahead and sell off into the sunset until we see you guys again next week. We look forward to uh, getting another episode in.
0: And as always, everybody, stay savage. Later.